0: You're listening to the preaching podcast of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina, led by Pastor Jeremy Coburnak. It is our desire that you will be helped by this Bible message. Would you take your Bibles, please, to Matthew chapter one? Matthew chapter one, and uh, we'll we'll keep the lights on here for a moment, and uh, we'll get them off in a little bit. I. Remember the first time we did the candlelight service and I was trying to preach in the dark and then we had the candles. I think we, had, we tried to keep them lit a little bit too long and it was an interesting service uh, nonetheless and I don't think anybody caught on fire but uh, I was a little nervous throughout. But we're gonna have a good time tonight and uh, I thank you so much for coming. Thank you for being such a great Uh, Great, wonderful church family, and uh, it's been such a great year, and I'm looking forward to next Wednesday will be our last service. I'm looking forward to just kind of a a recap service of all that God has done, and we'll have the year-end video. We'll play that next Wednesday night. And uh, it'll be a wonderful time. Matthew chapter 1 in your Bibles. And I want you to uh, notice, follow along with me if you would, as I begin to read verse number 18. It says, Now the birth of Jesus Christ was on this wise, when as his mother Mary was espoused to Joseph before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Ghost. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man, Thou shalt call his name, what is it? Jesus. Say it with me again. What is it? Jesus. Jesus. I love that name. I hope you do too. It's the sweetest name on earth and the sweetest name in heaven, the name of Jesus. Thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. Now all this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken of the Lord by the prophets, saying, Behold, a virgin shall be with child, and shall bring forth a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted is God with us. What a wonderful name, the name of Jesus, and what a wonderful name, the name Emmanuel. Then Joseph, being raised from sleep, did as the angel of the Lord had bidden him, and took unto him his wife and knew her not till she had brought forth her firstborn son. And he called his name, there it is again, what is it? Jesus. Jesus. I'm so thankful for the Christmas story. And of course, the Christmas story is all about Jesus. I have enjoyed uh, so much going through some of these Christmas messages. And I'm always amazed, and every year I'll preach uh, several weeks on the Christmas story, but I'm always amazed how many lessons there are and how many truths there are for us in the Christmas story. Yes, the Christmas story is all about Jesus. There's no doubt about it. But the Christmas story also is uh, very helpful in that it shows us some things that God wants us to know. I'd like to speak to us tonight, a very simple subject, but I think it's very practical and I hope it'll be very helpful, but I'd like to talk to us about the roles of in the Christmas story. I want to talk to you about the roles of the different individuals in the Christmas story. And then I want to talk to us about our role in God's plan, our role in God's work. In the Christmas story, there were many different roles. I think of often we, we think of Mary and Joseph and, and them traveling to Bethlehem. And we think of that night when Jesus was born there in the manger. And and we think of the role of the shepherds. And they played an important role. They came and they showed up and they came to worship uh, Jesus that was born. And I think of the wise men who sometime later, but the wise men showed up and they worshiped uh, Jesus and they brought gifts. And I think of the different roles. We often talk a lot about Mary and all that she went through in giving birth to the Son of God. But I want to show you tonight, I want to show you a role of another person who we've mentioned, but one we don't always emphasize, and that is Joseph. Not just in the journey to Bethlehem, but I want you to see when the announcement was made to Joseph, there were many different responses he could have had. You see, we, we know the story. We just know it's the way it is, and that's the way it was, and everything worked out fine. But For Joseph, he was faced with a dilemma because here he is engaged to be married to Mary and he finds out that Mary is expecting a baby. The Bible tells us in this passage that uh, uh, she was found with child of the Holy Ghost. It was a miraculous birth and of course we know that Jesus was born of a virgin. What a miraculous, powerful, magnificent birth. The Son of God uh, did not have an earthly father. He had a heavenly father, and he was born of a virgin. But we see in this passage the example and the role of Joseph. One, I want you to see that his role was that of the husband. It says in verse number 19, Then Joseph, her husband. Many times, Joseph does take a back seat in the Christmas story, and I think that is understandable. But can I tell you, Joseph had a role. Mary had a role. The shepherds had a role. The wise men had a role. Everybody had a part, and everybody had to fulfill their role. You're here tonight, and uh, you're listening or watching, and, and you're here tonight, and God has given you a role. For some of us in this room, our role is that of a husband. You know, God's given us some pretty clear instructions as husbands. The Bible says, one, husbands love your wives. The Bible says that husbands are to cherish and care for their wife and to treat your wife with respect, and we are to provide for our house. That's the role of a husband. You're here as a wife, and God has given you a role. Uh, You're here as a father or a mother. God has given you a role our young people, our children that are here. God's given you a role. That role is for children to be obedient and for children to honor. Your role as a young person is to be an example. The Bible says in 1 Timothy 4, Paul told Timothy, he said, hey, even in your youth, be thou an example of the believer's. Young people, I want to tell you, you have a great role and a great responsibility to set a direction, not in leadership, not in trying to boss around the adults and telling the adults what to do, but you have an opportunity to show by example uh, and to be an example of the believers. But everyone has a role. Joseph's role, he was a husband. Notice next in this passage, the Bible says her husband being a just man. You know, Joseph, was a husband, but he was also a just man. That word just, it means he was righteous. He was upright. He did what was right. Well, we live in a day when everybody wants to do whatever they think is right. Everybody wants to do their own thing and nobody wants any consequences and nobody wants anybody to tell them what to do. I got news for us. We have been told exactly what we're supposed to do by God Almighty. And we are to live righteously and soberly and godly in this present world he was a just man the Bible says the same thing about Noah uh, that he was just and he found grace in the eyes of the Lord and we need some folks that will fulfill that role notice next I see that Joseph fulfilled the role of being concerned for others you know when Joseph found out that Mary was expecting a baby his first response was not how's this going to make me look What are people going to say about me? How's this going to affect my life? You know what his first response was? I want to help Mary. I want to protect her. I want to take care of her. It says in this passage that uh, he was a just man and he was not willing to make her a public example. You know what many people did in that day? Uh, I'll give you, for instance, remember the woman that was caught in adultery? You know what those Pharisees did? They marched her to Jesus and said, we caught her, and she's guilty, and we need to stone her right here and right now. That was the attitude of the day. Joseph said, that's not what I want to do. He said, I want to protect her. I want to care for her. Notice next, it says in verse number 19, he was not willing to make her a public example, but was minded. Now, this is a novel idea. I understand that. He thought about it. He considered the consequences and he considered the repercussions and he he gave it some serious thought before he opened his mouth. Wow. You know, that would be good for some of us to do, to engage this And if you're listening, I'm pointing at my head, engage your head before you engage this, your mouth would save us a lot of grief. It would save us a lot of trouble, but he thought through things. It was not reactionary. It was not knee jerk. It was not, let me tell you a thing or two. It was, I need to think about this. Let's go on. Notice his role. He was not willing to make her a public example, but was minded to put her away privily. And it says, but while he thought on these things. You know, it's good to think about things. I didn't say it's good to worry about things. I didn't say it's good to stress, but it's good to think about things. You know, sometimes if you'll think about things and pray about things and wait on the Lord, sometimes the Lord will take care of it and you don't have to. But Joseph, he, he thought on these things. Then notice next, it says he was minded to put her away privily. That word privily, it means privately. Now, some of you are not on Facebook and you can consider yourselves of all people most blessed. But on Facebook, there are different settings. There are some things that are private, which that's almost ironic to think you'd use that word private about anything you're putting on Facebook, but there are some things that are private and there's some, some things that are public. There's some things that just your friends can see and there's some things that the whole world can see. And I, I think I'm saying that right. I'm not an expert on this. I'm trying to illustrate this. But here's what Joseph said. He said, this matter is not something that I need to broadcast. This is something that I need to deal with privately. And by the way, There are some things that need to be dealt with publicly. And we don't believe, and I hope you don't believe, that we sweep things under the rug or we don't, we don't deal with anything. We stick our head in the sand and just hope it goes away. No, we're supposed to. But there's also some things that you use wisdom and you say, this is not a public matter, so we're not going to deal with it publicly. Joseph knew his role. He knew what needed to be dealt with publicly. He knew what needed to be dealt with privately, and he did the right thing in how he handled this situation with Mary. I want you to notice next his role. It says in verse number 20, while he thought on these things, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, and the angel came and told him and gave him instructions. And Joseph, listened. Isn't it wonderful when God speaks? And isn't it wonderful when God speaks and we're listening? Isn't it wonderful when God speaks to you from uh, the preaching or through the teaching or through your devotions or your prayer time and God speaks and we say, I'm listening, Lord. And whatever you say, I'll do it. He listened. He obeyed. And then I want you to see verse number 24. It says that he did as the angel had bidden him. He did exactly what God told him to do. He heard and he obeyed, and then I want you to see this, and it says he knew her not till she had brought forth her firstborn son, and he called his name Jesus. He followed the instructions that the angel had given him, and he trusted the instructions even though he didn't understand them. I promise you, Joseph did not understand everything that God said. No way. But you know what he said? God, I don't have to understand it all. I just have to trust you. I just have to fulfill my role. I just have to do what you've called me to do. And God, I'll do what you've called me to do, and I'll leave the results up to you. Let me give you a few thoughts of what we can apply to our lives this Christmas season as we see the example of Joseph. Number one, I'll say this. God has a role for you. Did you know God has a job for you? You say, how do you know that? Because you're here and you're breathing. You're alive. And if you're alive, God has a plan for you. If you're here tonight and you're not saved, God's plan is for you to get saved. If you're here tonight and you say, I got that part. I got it down. I'm saved. I'm born again. I'm a child of a God, a child of God. Now what? God wants you to serve him. God wants you to tell others about him. God wants your life to glorify him, but God has a role for you. He's told us in his word what we're supposed to do, and he will direct you. Number two, God has a role for you, but number two, God's role is not a mystery. You say, well, you could have fooled me, pastor, because I can't figure it out for the life of me. Oh, no, no, it's not a mystery. God will show you exactly what he wants you to do. Much of it is spelled out in his word. You say, what about the stuff that it doesn't say exactly, you know, who I'm supposed to marry and what job I'm supposed to get and what I'm supposed to do here? Well, the rest of it, you read the Bible and you walk with God and you trust the Holy Spirit of God to lead you and he'll show you, he'll make it clear. You know why? Because God wants you to find his will and do it because that's where you will find success. And God is more concerned with your well-being than you are. And God is more concerned with my well-being than I am. He is our father and we are his children. Uh, Chloe, are you sitting over there? Chloe is five years old. The other day, Chloe, I, went, I walked in the house, I think at lunch, and then I came back later, and Chloe had a beautiful, beautiful treasure map that she had drawn of our backyard. She had trees, and she had bushes, and she had a little playhouse, and she had all of that on there, and she even had lines drawn for how to get to something. Well, I think it was, I'm not sure if it was Kylie or not, but, but I think it was Kylie that was looking for the treasure, and she followed the map. She got to where the treasure was supposed to be, and for some reason, she didn't see it or it wasn't there. Something happened, and it didn't all work out, and and one of them kind of was a little bit frustrated, like, here's the map, and the treasure's not where the map says it's going to be, and, you know, I hope Lacey and Savannah didn't move it just to, like, trick them and whatever. I don't think so. But, you know, God's not trying to fool you. God's not trying to trick you. God's not trying to keep his will hidden from you. God has a role for you. God has a role for me. And he has not kept it secret. He has given us his word so we would know what he wants for us. Number one, God has a role. Number two, his role is not a mystery. Number three, I'll say this, your role, my role may not always be easy. Did you know, sometimes it's hard. Sometimes it's difficult. Sometimes when you read the Bible and you say, I need to follow God's uh, plan for my life, and sometimes getting up in the morning and reading the Bible is not the first thing you want to do or the first thing you feel like doing. Sometimes getting on your, your knees and praying every day is not what you feel like doing. Sometimes being nice to people and being kind to people is not what you feel like doing, especially If you deal with customer service, you know, or whatever and either way, you know, whichever side of that you're on Sometimes it's not always easy to be nice. I I can see you pretty well I'm not sure I'm reading your faces. Can anybody raise your hand and say, you know what I'm talking about? It's not always easy to be nice to people. Let me see. All right Put your hands down if your hands not raised you don't you don't think it's a problem But we do and you're the one that we're having a hard time being nice. No, no, I'm just kidding Now I need to go back at the video and see who didn't have their hand raised. We'll we'll make a list. It's not always easy. Sometimes it seems difficult. Sometimes it seems mundane. Joseph, I'm sure it wasn't easy for him to be forgiving. I'm sure it wasn't easy for Joseph to be patient. I'm sure it wasn't easy for Joseph to say, okay, God, I'm obeying you, I'm trusting you, but I don't understand it, but he still fulfilled his role. Number four, sometimes... You may feel like you have the hardest role. Have you ever felt that way at home? Here's a good one. Have you ever felt that way at work? Have you ever felt like you're the only one that's working and everybody else is doing nothing? Have you ever felt, and by the way, I'm not saying that's true, but sometimes you feel like that. Or maybe in a church, in a ministry, Sometimes you feel like, boy, I wish somebody else would help because I am working and working and doing this and doing that. And it just, it seems like your role is the hardest. Sometimes we can get tired. Sometimes we can get frustrated. But can I tell you, we must fulfill our role. We must follow the plan that God has for us. Number five, it's easy sometimes to focus on everybody else's role. Now, I'm really good at that. As a matter of fact, it's one of my favorite things to do as a pastor. I like to critique the assistant pastors. I spend most of my time actually doing that. I just make lists of all the things they're not doing that they should be doing or things they are doing that they shouldn't be doing. And boy, that's that's a great list. And then I realize, oh, wait a minute. I I do have a responsibility, obviously, as a pastor. I'm responsible for our, our assistant pastors and our staff. I understand that. But you know what the hardest thing is? Making sure that I am fulfilling my role. It's so easy to point out what everybody else should be doing. That's actually fun sometimes. I didn't say it's spiritual, but I said it's fun. But you know what's harder is when you focus on, here's what I'm supposed to be doing. Here's what God wants from me. And it's easy to focus on what everybody else should be doing. Number six, everyone must do their part. I think about the Christmas story, and I understand this is an application here, but you know, in the Christmas story, everybody had to do their part. Everybody had a job. Everybody had an assignment. Uh, Sometimes we see that in a Christmas play, and you know, everybody's got their role. I think about when I was a uh, senior in high school, and I'd gone to a new school, and I was playing on a basketball team, and the the team I'd been on before, I, I had a very different role on that team I got to this new team in uh, East Moline, uh, Illinois, East Moline Christian School, and I got to this team, and wow, it was a good team. And you know what I found? I found my role was different on that team. But here's the great thing. I didn't have to figure it all out, and I didn't have to assign everybody. I just had to listen to one person, not the person in the peanut gallery in the stands. I just had to listen to one person, and that was the coach. When I listen to the coach, the coach had a way of getting everybody in the right spot and in the right role. You say, who's our coach? Well, our coach is God, but the Holy Spirit of God will get everybody in the right spot, doing the right thing. It's amazing when you have a team that works together. It's amazing as Christians when we work together as the body of Christ and everyone fulfills their role. It's amazing what can be accomplished. See, your part, May seem mundane your part may seem unimportant But when god does his part it becomes miraculous when god does his part That's when things get done if you and I will be faithful in our role God will be faithful in his And then number seven lastly i'll say this every part every role Is important God blesses now now hear me out on this god blesses faithfulness even more than he blesses ability. Now we say, well, I've got the best ability for this role. I'm, I'm I'm the greatest thing that's ever happened to this church. Well, maybe so, maybe not. But God's looking for people that will be faithful. God's looking for people that will fulfill their role and let God have his role and his way in their life. In closing, I guess to sum it all up, number one tonight, I'd encourage you to find your role, whatever it is. Maybe you already know what it is. Maybe you've been doing it. You say, here's my role. I'm a, uh, as a, a member of this church, uh, my role is I'm an usher. I'm a greeter. I'm a nursery worker. I'm a choir member. I'm a Sunday school teacher. I'm a bus worker. I'm a, I'm a soul winner. I'm a, I'm a prayer warrior. I'm... And by the way, you may have multiple roles, and I hope you do. But can I tell you, find your role. Number two, be faithful in that role. Don't don't worry about what everybody else is doing. Just worry about what God's called you. Be faithful. And then number three, finish. When you get to the end of your life, when God calls you home, you want to be able to say, Lord, I did my best to fulfill my role. I did my best, God, with what you gave me. I did my best to finish right.